This week's episode of One Shot is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we'll be playing Mythic Mortals by David Sherduan. Last week, when I gave the end of the show preview for next week, I mentioned that we would be playing Shinobi Gami. One Shot will still be featuring Shinobi Gami. It's just going to start next week. For now, we're going to be playing the wonderful Mythic Mortals, as I mentioned before, by David Sherduan. And before we get rolling on that game, I want to talk about this system a little bit. Now, if you're all over the indie gaming web like me, you might recognize Sherduan's work from some of his other projects, like Welcome Minions or the 200-word RPG contest. David has been a pillar in the online indie design community for some time. During his time in the trenches, David has produced some fantastic games, and he's brought all that skill and experience into his new project, Mythic Mortals. Mythic Mortals is an action RPG in very much the same vein as my beloved Feng Shui. It's a rules-light game built to be easy to understand, and it has rules that encourage player creativity in combat. In Mythic Mortals, players play as themselves, as god-blooded heroes in the modern day, fighting against the kind of monsters you'd see in Clash of the Titans. Each player has a wide array of awe-inspiring powers that are constantly shifting during combat. Now, some people might think that would make the game very complicated. Mythic Mortals has a very elegant system for constantly shifting up your powers to keep the game feeling fresh as you play it. Each power has enough flavor to inspire players to make big, creative choices at the table, leaving each round of combat, which is the primary focus of this game, feeling fresh and fun as you play. If you've been trying to sell your friends on role-playing for a long time and are looking for a game that will satisfy their craving for action, Mythic Mortals is the game for you. There are only a few days left on the Mythic Mortals Kickstarter, so if this week's episode piques your interest, be sure to check it out before it's finished funding. Mythic Mortals has already hit their goal, and they're smashing through stretch goals as we speak. At this point, the game's already coming out, and it's just getting better. And now, I'd like to thank our supporters on Patreon. Yeah, JC! My God, does two he, in a row. Does he speak with you a lot through uh, uh, Tumblr? On Tumblr, we like each other's yeah. stuff all the time. He's he, also on Twitter. Yeah, he's on Twitter JC's as well. just the best. And look, look, coming up, we've got Ironicus. Ironicus, oh my gosh! <laughs> Thank you so much, Ironicus. Thank you, Ironicus. Uh, guys, please check out his show. That Six Feet Under is very similar to One Shot. He does a lot of different systems on that. And you can also check out his other show, uh, Let's Play the 13th Age. Woohoo! Matthew Punamali, thank you so much. Thanks, Matthew. Samuel Sargent, thank you. Finally, one of our Patreon backers has a name change, so thanks to Sophia Soderstrand. And if I got that wrong, I was told that saying thanks to Sophia the Skull Mutant would be fine, too. Thanks again, Sophia. And thanks to all of our backers on Patreon. Kat and I are just about to record the second round of thank yous. So if you have an opinion about how and where we should broadcast those thank yous, be sure to vote in the online poll available to backers now. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. 
All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up is my little sister uh, joining me for her second game on the show. The first series that you're in, Faith, is very popular. <gasps> That's really exciting. Yeah, on our Reddit thread that people talked about their favorite series, time and time again, people brought up that series. And That's really exciting. Usually people are really mean to me on Reddit, so it's nice, <laughs> nope. nice that some people are nice. <laughs> yeah, they they're reference the flight attendant all the time. Uh, so <laughs> The flight attendant was mom. No, no, you were... No, mom was the flight attendant. She was the angry flight attendant. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Secret Archive episode. I am talking about All Out of Bubblegum. Oh, yes! Where... You were the flight attendant. (laughs) I just, like, went after David the whole game. Yep. Because he was mean. He was mean. (laughs) He turned into a pile of living rats that (laughs) bought us one. Anyway... People can find that in the archive on their own. Uh, if people are looking to find more projects by you, Faithy, my wonderful little sister, where can they find you? <laughs> well, you can check me out on Instagram. I'm at Faithy777. I said projects and that you also- do. Not- <laughs> oh my gosh. You can also check me out on YouTube there we go. Uh, at the unofficial Netflix update. And we do a monthly show on what you should be watching on Netflix. And we watch a lot of terrible things to find the good stuff for you guys. Uh, that's great. I really love to outsource the watching of television to other people. So Hey, it's a lot of wasted time. It's a, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, Faith, you are playing Mythic Mortals, which is a game that empowers you. You're actually playing yourself in this game, and it gives you superpowers. And the character class that you are is the Shifter. Uh, you have the ability to take on different animal powers. So my question for you, Faith, if you could turn into an animal, what animal would you turn into? I would shapeshift into a pile of red pandas because they are unbelievably cute. Okay, do you realize that you would not be able to destroy a pumpkin? I don't you care. Were, no matter how many red pandas but you are, they're not going to be able to eat a pumpkin. You realize any enemy that I face would be like, that is the cutest thing that I've ever seen. They wouldn't even be able to attack me. Well, this isn't even in the context of the game. This is in the context of real life. How oh. many enemies do you have <laughs> that are A lot, to James. I told you. you people have been really mean to me on Reddit. Okay. And if I turned into a pile of red pandas, I'm sure their comments would be a lot nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next guest, Patrick Winnegar. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks Uh, for having me. Pat, you did earlier our One Last Job series, which is still one of uh, the fan favorites. Oh, cool. uh, Playing Brandon Lightning. And also, you recently did our main stage Dread show for Valorcon. Yeah, Giant Jenga. Yeah, the, I think the, we set a world record or something. We actually came in just under the world record. Oh, I don't God. know. I've been telling everyone that we set a world record. Uh, I, I don't know who was <laughs> counting the blocks or, or counting the levels of the tower, oh, but man. literally they were overestimating by 10. Oh. Damn it. I, like, I have to tell a, everyone that I lied to them. Well, you were, you were one level away from breaking the world record. Oh, man. What, it's, it's so really how does it feel to be in over. second place? Uh, pretty bad, because like, we purposefully knocked it over because we were getting kicked out of Valorcon. Because the, yeah, the, the mall was closing. Oh, no. Yeah, so I, just, I had to tackle it, and I actually... This is uh, a bruise he's, on my thumb. He's got a from, war wound. Yeah, Jenga blocks <laughs> falling on me. And it was all for nothing, because I thought it was a world record. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, you did knock over that tower so that you could murder Alex Manich. Okay, as he yeah, was that just was about worth to... it. <laughs> Alex has not survived a single game of Dread. 
<laughs> he has died in every single game that he has played. Well, I mean, he started the game by just yeah. murdering everyone. I That's don't know true. how Mr. he expected to get out of that alive. Mr. The, I show up to Halloween parties with gigantic swords. Yeah. yeah. The, the very first thing he did was kill JPC. So maybe <laughs> oh, JPC had it coming. Yeah, That's true. He does. He's a cyber bully. Okay. Anyway, he's one of the most talented and innovative cyber bullies in the city. And you'll be able to see him do that live on stage for Halloween. But... I digress. I'm uh, sorry everyone's so mean to you, JBC. So you you are the oh, yeah. Uh I just want to plug Peaches and Hot Sauce. Yeah. Uh, I write for Peaches and Hot Sauce, peachesandhotsauce.com. Yep. That's, pr- that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, the other question for you is you're the duelist character uh-huh. who we have determined just fights with knives all the time. Yeah. What in your life would have needed to go wrong to have you become a violent gang leader known for killing his enemies with knives? I mean, probably not born into a middle class family where my dad is a principal. (laughs) So here's the thing. You don't get to change your family or circumstances of birth. Okay. Uh, So in this scenario, what has to happen to you in high school, we'll say, to turn you into the ruthless gang leader known as the Cobra? Well, I really, we had a really strong rivalry with the uh, uh, next town over, uh, Auburn High School. Great. And they were real jerks. <laughs> and I would say if, like, the Opelika Auburn rivalry pranks got a little out of hand and maybe, you know, they mess with my dad's school. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty thin line that they could have crossed. Man, Auburn High really sucks, though. Like, those guys are jerks. <laughs> I'm glad that we're keeping it going. Uh. Let's move on to my lovely girlfriend. Mel Fox. Mel, thank you for coming back to the show. Of course. This time we're actually dating uh, uh, <laughs> now. Instead, the first time I invited you on just so I could ask you out. But uh, <laughs> now now you're on the show. Did you uh, bring me on here just to ask me out? <laughs> All right. My sister's here too, so that's a weird joke that you decided to make. You yep. are going to be playing the brute for us. Yeah. Oh, actually, first, do you have any uh, projects that you would like to plug? I mean, I could plug the web series I did. It is complete. It's all on YouTube. It's called Space Happens, and it was produced by Fake Geek Girl Productions. Just go to YouTube and type it in. It's a comedic, feminist, sci-fi, making fun of tropes, and just having a lot of fun with the uh, sci-fi genre. So... Feel free to check that out and watch me look like a dummy because I've never acted before. Hey, but she did the makeup for everybody on that show, and that makeup was top notch. Well, I didn't always do everyone's makeup, but I definitely helped design the aliens. Very cool. You are the brute character. <laughs> uh, now, in, the brute has superhuman strength, superhuman toughness, so... In a situation uh, where you have these superpowers and you found out that I was being bullied at work, how would you use violence to solve that problem (laughs) with the powers of the brute? If you were being bullied at work? Yeah, or by JPC. By By JPC. He just walks in. No, he gets a job there and then he sits next to you every day and harasses you. I'd probably bust through the door. 
pick him up by the front of his shirt and give him a stern talking to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you just like, he's, his feet are dangling, dangling off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll pay for the damages to the door because I like the place that you work at. Oh, that's that's very sweet. Yeah, they give mm. us trips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, let's get started on our adventure. Okay, so our adventure starts off. You guys are watching an improv show. Pat Winnegar and I are a two-man team. Pat, well, what's, the, what's the name of our team that we've formed? Uh, Lucy Goosey. We are <laughs> Lucy Goosey. Faith and Mel, where are you guys? This is one of the improv theaters that has like a bar attached. So we're about to take the stage. Where are you guys right now? What are you doing? I am rushing back from the bar with a beer in each hand. Okay. Yeah, I, I was probably saving the seats since she's bringing beer. Cool. So Pat and I walk out onto the stage. All right, everybody. We are Lucy Goosey. Uh, thank you. Uh, two-man team. Yeah. Right. Tonight we'll be doing a improvised Amy Fisher story. Woo, uh, yeah. If you remember the Amy Fisher fiasco from the early 90s. Uh, remind some of the audience who might not be familiar with the Amy Fisher fiasco just what it is. Uh, there was a guy, Joey Buttafuoco, who uh, was in an affair with this woman, Amy Fisher. She tried to kill Joey Buttafuoco's wife. It was considered the trial of the century, uh, and then the OJ trial happened. <laughs> and so, so it was not the trial of the century. We're going to be improvising that story <laughs> to you tonight. That's our form. Right. That's what we do every night. Is... Every single night. But it's always slightly different. It's always slightly different. It's just a loose outline. Uh, so if somebody could give a suggestion of anything at all. Ponies. Ponies. Great. Perfect. Pat and I start are start the intro scene to the form which is very physicalized movement we're running around the stage getting in weird poses and uh saying things that like sound like poetry influenced by the amy fisher fiasco and ponies and just as we're doing that a massive tentacle rips through the building and grabs me, yeah. wrapping itself around me and yanks me out of the building, uh, violently smashing again through the wall, leaving you and the sparse audience that attended the Lucy Goosey Amy Fisher improv show happening. I bet at CIC, I'll bet CIC would let us do that stupid thing. <laughs> It's not stupid, it's art, man. It's, it is art. It is art. I forgot that we determined that improv is art. So I have been ripped out of the wall uh, by a horrible large tentacle from the sky. Uh, the theater is full of dust and bricks in the air. A lot of people in the audience don't know if it's part of the show. Some of them start <laughs> clapping. Others are running for their lives. Others are trying to jump over the bar and steal alcohol from the theater before they leave. It's pandemonium. So what do you guys do? First of all, I say, oh, hell no. <laughs> I feel myself getting really angry because somebody just took my big brother. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see that my hands are turning into perfectly conditioned bear claws. <laughs> Not the dessert or the pastry, yeah. but like actual like bear hands, but with like flowing beautiful fur and lovely tipped claws that have butterfly nail wraps on them. I I am 
really happy that they're turning into bear the animal paws instead of uh the dessert i don't know if anyone in our audience assumes straight off the bat oh she must be describing how her hands turned into a dessert but thank you i don't know this is a new game people don't know what is going on yet we just started to play maybe maybe they're hungry because mel could then all of a sudden turn into a croissant yeah. Great. Yeah. So you guys turn into food and you just sit there because you're food and that's the entire game. It's a very French film type RPG. Pat, so you're left on stage. You're in the middle of pose uh, that was filling out the scene picture that mm-hmm. we had put together. What 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 did that look like? Well, first of all, I'm remaining in character <laughs> as Joey Buttafuoco, uh, the body shop owner from Long Island. And uh, we were on a pony farm. And I was uh, brushing a, a, a Shetland pony uh, and saying, you know, things like, oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, you're a great little horse. Because uh, I have a terrible, I don't know what anyone from Long Island actually sounds like. So It's, it's, it's essentially a New York accent. Right, yeah. So I, I just want to be clear, uh, this... This is a terrible improv show. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why we picked that form. I it just came to my head as something that would be awful. Uh, (laughs) That's the worst form (laughs) that we could do. Uh, See, Lucy Goosey, it's going to be Thursdays at (laughs) twelve o'clock. Thursdays at twelve, and it's a two-hour set. Two hours. So uh, be prepared to be there until two a.m. It's mostly dramatic, and by that point, the brown line is closed. Oh, definitely so. closed. You're never getting home from that show. Uh, so yeah, you, you're Joey Buttafuoco. Your scene partner has just been ripped. The person who was uh, trying to buy the horse that you were grooming uh-huh. was just ripped bodily out of the theater. What do you do? Uh, did I did I see what did it or it was a big some... it, it was a big tentacle but you were focusing on your object work yeah so you just like look up and you see that the the stage is ruined oh okay oh oh shit <laughs> Amy <laughs> Amy no <laughs> he cries at the heavens staying in character he Patrick Winnegar does not break. Hun, you just said you said, oh, hell no. Yeah, uh, I am instantaneously angry, and the power that we have, I, I've just watched Faith turn her hands into gorgeous bear claws. Again, not the dessert. <laughs> yes. For anybody who was assuming, oh, it's probably got dessert for hands. Uh, even though I'm hungry now, thanks. Uh, <laughs> so I see that happen, and I realize that I've got... Uh, a kind of power in me too, and I become a brute. I my muscles. Hold on. So once again, I was bodily ripped out of this theater by a massive tentacle, which bored a hole right through the wall and pulled me out through it. Faith recently, very recently, manifested beautifully conditioned m- conditioned bear hands. Uh, or bear claws, bear claws, bear claws that are not the dessert. Pat managed to finish up the scene that we were doing in a way that, you know, said he didn't break. And Mel said, Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, so that is the situation that we're in. Also, uh, you guys do not know that you are mythic mortals. You have no idea how you got these powers. Faith, you may even believe horrifically so. That your hands have been transformed into bear claws. <laughs> the dessert. The dessert. 
Well, oh, no. I, I think you understand enough about bear claws, the dessert that you can identify these as clearly the paws of a bear and not a delicious cream filled pastry. <laughs> One can only hope. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it's like in LA, what bear claws are like in LA, but, uh, I know in Chicago, they're delicious cream filled pastry and not the hands of a bear. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Faith. Her hands have just transformed and Patrick's still petting a invisible pony. Yeah. And I'm very confused, but suddenly I feel power. Seeing her hands transform, I realize that within myself, I have power too. Yeah. And, and you also realize that the two beers that she is holding are now shattered on the ground because she doesn't have thumbs anymore. So now I'm enraged. <laughs> uh, and I basically hulk out. My muscles expand. My My sleeves just pop the seams and my pants sound really stressed out, but they don't break. We don't want to do that. They just tighten and your ass looks fantastic. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, Squats for days. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, And I, I just, I develop these massive muscles and there's a light shining down through the hole in the ceiling that just hits me perfectly. We do realize that that light is a street lamp as uh, improv show, this improv show was happening uh, starting at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. and going for two hours. (laughs) Yeah. we, We didn't get that far into it, though. No, yeah, no, you did. Yeah, we just, we just started, did. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just past. We just midnight. did an opening. Yeah, and we were starting our first scene, our first beats. Yeah, so I'm I'm struck perfectly by this street lamp light. Faith, your hands, or actually, let's move over to Pat. Pat, you're the only one who hasn't manifested any sort of power yet. Yeah, uh, you're still like in the scene. You're trying to stay out of your head, even though that's difficult because. You know, they didn't tell you what to do in IO when your scene partner is kidnapped from the yeah. scene by a monster. Right. Well, I mean, you just got to yes and it. Um, <laughs> so I'm continuing, continuing the scene. Uh, I'm playing different characters. Uh, the TJ the, and Dave style. Right. Yeah. So I'm switching between Mary Jo and Joey Buttafuoco, <laughs> the husband and wife, uh, now estranged. Uh, and then I, I, I Realize I, I I feel different, and uh, I reach my hand into the pocket of a leather jacket that I, I'm apparently wearing now. Yeah, uh, that wasn't there before, and I realize my superpower of owning some knives, <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently what my superpower is is just a guy that has knives. The guy that has knives. Uh, yeah, and so I pull these uh switchblades that maybe a 50s rocker street tough would have uh a greaser uh, right yeah the brass handles that are in the shape of uh naked women and mm-hmm. uh a switchblade about seven inches long and as i put them back my my hand finds my way up uh, <laughs> above my forehead and I, i've i've realized that i've grown a pompadour yes <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so Faith has been imbued with animalistic power. Mel has been given super strength to the point where her clothing uh, has started to tear at the strength of her rippling muscles. And Patrick has acquired knives. Yep. And when you get knives, you get pomade, too. They sell you knives and pomade together. Okay. So uh, you guys, having manifested your mythical powers, having your brother, your scene partner, your life partner 
ripped away from you through a hole in the wall. What do you guys do? We need to figure out where this thing is. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. to go after it. Can we still see it? Uh, you can't see it, but you can see the gigantic hole in the wall that it okay. made. So it, it did, did it bust in through the ceiling or just through the sidewall kind of? But busting through out, the or? ceiling, like, like through the ceiling and sidewall. So it like came oh. in at an angle from the corner. So I vote we go outside and let's walk through the yeah. hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. So let's we're, we'll walk out into the street. Well, Faith and I will. I don't know about Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? Doing? I have uh, probably combing his hair. Well, I aren't you still in character? This is this is pretty much the entirety <laughs> of my audience leaving at this point. Well, there's still uh, somebody from the Chicago Reader sitting there. <laughs> their their oh. improv critic just sitting there shaking oh. their head and writing <laughs> no. notes. <laughs> God, <laughs> this was gonna be my big break. <laughs> oh, 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 shit, Mary Jo, what was that that just happened? Ah, uh, ah, uh, fuck you, Joey. You're such an idiot. Forget about it. Oh, I, I guess I better go see what that noise was, and I'll just kind of creep out. Of the hole in the wall, <laughs> hoping that maybe they'll stick around. Maybe this won't be such a big ordeal, and I can come back and finish the scene. Right? Yeah. If you rescue me in enough time, you'll be able to get back here, finish up the scene, and maybe we can get like a middling review from the reader. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm hoping for. To be fair, I think we can do this in two hours or less. All right. Great. Yeah. I, I think you should just tell him it's an intermission, and then walk out. All right. And yeah. Find James. Oh, uh, it's an intermission. Be sure to get some beer at the bar and tip your tender. Don't call no cops or nothing. <laughs> this is Joey Butterfuco. After five minutes? Wow, geez, this is a weird performance. <laughs> a really weird performance where they destroy the theater after five minutes. Usually it's 20 minutes for a, a hole to be torn in the wall in Chicago theaters. So yeah, you guys exit the building and you are greeted by a scene of horrible violence. You can see throughout the city, uh, there is light coming from fires that are all around the city. There are a bunch of police cars that have blocked off Irving Park Road, uh, and there are police officers with their guns drawn sitting against their cars undercover from an unseen danger in the distance. I'd say we just go for it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's run in the direction of danger. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, what are you people's doing? We're running in the direction of danger. Okay. No, you're not allowed to do that. I, I've been on this beat for a couple of years now, okay? I know a couple of things. I'm not supposed to allow people to cross the line or the barrier at all. I totally understand that, but I, I, I hold up my beautiful, perfectly managed cured bear claw and I go, duh, bears. <laughs> does that does that do anything the, for you? Yeah, he's hypnotized almost. <laughs> you must be the chosen one that they spoke of. Da bears. Little girl. Long ago in the hallowed halls of the Chicago Police Department, one of our rookies drank like a lot of coffee. Like, I'm talking maybe a half gallon of coffee. He that was, sounds like a lot of coffee. He, Did he split it with some bear claws? He was tweaking out. He was tweaking out. He might, I think he did dip it in some donuts, but I think there were jelly-filled donuts. Mm-hmm. He was tweaking out and seeing things, and he spoke of a chosen one who would have the hands of the bears, 
who would one day rescue the apart the department when they were in a time of great need and a flaming police car uh, <laughs> comes spiraling over his head and like crashes into the traffic light in front of Irving Park, uh, sending the traffic light careening down into the middle of the street in a hail of sparks and fire. I believe this would qualify as such a dire situation. I agree. So will you let us pass? I will let you pass, but chosen one, be careful. Thanks, man. That's really nice of you. Hey, of course. Can I uh, offer you guys assistance of any kind? Because I kind of just want to go. I'm very scared right now. No, I I think you can just go ahead and go. I think, you got I think it. we got Yeah, you covered. look pretty strong. Yeah. You got the hands of a bear. Yeah. You, what's going on with you, sir? <laughs> uh, I, I just looked real cool. <laughs> All right, that's good enough for yeah. me. You know, I'm a Chicago police officer. We're not that well trained. So uh, go forth, chosen ones. Hey, you are... actually, before you go, yeah? do you have a Kevlar vest on you by any chance? I do not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask for that, but okay. okay. I could give you my gun. I'll take your gun yeah. and maybe your taser. Do you have a taser? Yeah, I got a taser. I'll take both of sure, those. Sure, I'll just hand over my gun and my taser <laughs> to a civilian girl with the hands of an animal. It's going to be hard to fire the gun with my lack of thumbs, but I'll do it. Yeah, you like <laughs> close funny. both hands around the gun. Oh. And I go, Mel, could you, could you just put the gun in my pocket yeah, and the taser okay. in my back pocket? Mel I, I got you. Grabs the grabs the gun and taser and crushes them in her bare hands okay. with her massive strength. Ah. We'll work on it. It's fine. Sorry. We're adjusting. Yeah, We're adjusting. this is very new. This is like less than five minutes now. I get it. I get it. It's hard. I miss thumbs, but yeah. Look at how nice my claws look. Those are beautiful claws. Thanks. We should be rescuing James. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got I gotta finish my show. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you guys sitting there deliberating while you hear screams in the distance on the other side of this line of police cars. What do you do? We start running towards the screams. Oh yeah. So stylishly diving over the police cars. How do, how do you guys get get over the police cars with your newfound powers? I think I'm just going to pick one up and bring it with me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a good time to point out that each of our players has a sheet of abilities that are constantly shifting. They draw from a small deck of cards and a card gets assigned to a random slot on their character sheet. And that determines that the ability that they have and can use, uh, and Hun, one of your abilities is to describe you can pick up objects that are how large? Oh, let's see. Currently, I'm using the ability to grab, throw, or grapple anything slightly larger than a school bus. So right now, I can pick up just about anything I see on the street. So you are using that power to lift a police car and take it with you into battle. Yeah. Faith, how are you getting over the police cars? I am... um clawing into the roofs with my beautiful claws and using that momentum to just launch myself over the car. So I'm like skipping a car. So yeah, very much, very much like a Kong vault in parkour, but with bear claws. But with bear claws. Perfectly manicured bear claws. Again, that's the animal appendage, not the cream filled dessert. (laughs) And in the, it's like I go over in slow motion and my hair is just, the hair on my paws Mm -hmm. is just blowing gracefully in the wind. Gracefully, long flowing 
bare fur in the wind. <laughs> and Pat, how are you getting over? Uh, these I'm just sliding over the hood of every single car. Uh, I like that there are like two or three cars in front of you. So you like slide yeah. of different sides and each one of them. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I look real cool doing it. Yeah. You catch yourself in the mirror and uh, do it uh, at your reflection. Uh, just as you fix your hair sliding over the last car, you guys see uh, that on the Burger King, the parking lot of the Burger King uh, that is at the corner of Irving and I think it's it's not Clark, is it? It's uh, Ashland Broadway. Oh no, no, yeah, it is Clark. It is Clark. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the one just north of Wrigley, the Irving and Clark Burger King. You can see that there are a bunch of Burger King employees currently fleeing the restaurant mm. um, and screaming for their lives. That's probably where we need to go then. Probably. All right. You guys approach the restaurant and you see thrown through one of the windows is the manager of the Burger King and standing above him now cowering on the ground. He's raising his hands uh, up against the creature that looms over him. And it is a minotaur. Ooh. How far away are we? You're within shouting distance. Uh, oh. There are three different types of distance in this game. The farthest is sight. The mid-range is shouting. And shouting is shout distance is anything that you could reasonably reach by shouting at. Uh, and shout distance is something that you guys can move with a single move action from where you are to the very edge of your shout distance. And the third distance is melee range, and that's anything that you can reasonably punch. So I, I think to save this poor, sniveling middle manager's life, I'm going to take the cop car I'm carrying and chuck it towards the Minotaur, doing my best to avoid the person, maybe just to distract him. I don't know if I can hit him from here, mm-hmm. but just to get his attention away from the people and on us. All right. Well, that sounds like we're starting up a combat, so I will need everybody to tell me their mythos score mm-hmm. right now. And your mythos score is equal to the card value that is in your mythos slot. Uh, mine is nine. Mine is three. Mine is two. Okay. <laughs> so nine, three, and two. All right. So yeah, uh, you would be first up on, uh, throwing that car. Yep. I am going to need you to make a combat roll. That is both dice. Eight. And again, are you using mythos accuracy or damage for your, uh, throwing things that are smaller than school buses power? Technically, I'm citing a defense power um well this is just for effect Uh, so i'm going to say that you should be using your accuracy and i believe seven is under your accuracy accuracy so you will hit and how much damage do you do what is your damage value my damage value is nine nine okay the car sails over this middle manager's head. We see a shot of them cowering from the Minotaur just as the Minotaur is about to punch them, turning them into nothing more than poorly dressed human paste on the ground when red and blue lights are flashing in the distance and you see in the reflection of their eyes uh, the car sailing overhead and hitting the Minotaur right in its chest, causing it to slam back into the restaurant and saving this Burger King manager's life. The Minotaur flies back in, 
after taking a hefty amount of damage. And next up are the Minotaurs. So the one Minotaur takes the police car and heaves it off of its body, and another Minotaur offers it a hand and pulls him to his feet. They smash out the glass door of the Burger King and begin charging towards you guys. So the first Minotaur takes the Burger King manager and he hurls him back at Mel. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I guess I have to catch this guy? I mean, if you want the guy to survive, absolutely. I mean, that's why I hurled the car in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So I should, uh, I'm going to make an effort to catch this gentleman as carefully as I can. Perfect. Uh, so to do that, that is going to take a defense roll. This, I'm going to say, is going to operate on the same principle as a dodge. Uh, if you manage to succeed uh, on this defense roll, you are going to be able to catch the middle manager and send him on his way. Oh, you did do an action, so oh, I want you yep. to advance your track. Yep. In this game, whenever you perform an action of any kind, uh, you have to advance along a stability track for your powers. Everybody in Mythic Mortals has superpowers, but they're very unstable and they constantly shift. When you get to the end of your stability track, you have to draw a new set of powers that may be very different from the ones you're using currently. Anyway, uh, with that explanation out of the way, let's roll this defense roll. The one time I roll high that I don't need to. I'm way over. All right. I am going to give you an option here. You can put yourself at risk to save this uh, Burger King manager's life, uh, which will cause extra damage to get through to you, or... You can allow this person to die and take just a little bit less damage. Oh, man. I mean, if you die, we can't save James. That's true. He did choose to work at Burger King. So, sorry, dude. Wow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You realize that this Burger King manager is coming in hot and you roll your body out of the way to deflect most of the damage coming from him and he just slams through the window of a police car very obviously dead you take four damage uh and in order to take damage you draw four cards from your deck and discard each one of them oh man oh we lost a lot of face cards including an ace in there that sucks see we've lost even more yeah, that could have been even worse. Yeah, yeah it's oh, a well. good thing you let that person die. Yeah. Wait, anyway. Okay, I'm new to this hero business, all right? Uh, the other Minotaur charges at uh, the person who is most obviously the threat <laughs> between Faith and Pat and charges at Faith, lowering its horns uh, and scraping its hoof across the ground uh, with a great... <laughs> it rushes forward, ready to gore you. You can either block or dodge. Okay, I'd like to dodge. Okay. Woo! Four. You roll four, and what is your uh, defense score? Uh, my defense score is nine. Nine. And do you have any special defense abilities that you want to use? Uh, well, my special defense would be shape-shifting, and I don't want to do that quite yet. You don't yet. want to do that yet. Okay. Uh, so you level your eyes with the bull's eyes as he, uh, the minotaur's eyes as he is coming at you at tremendous speed. Uh, he is about to strike you. What do you do? I, using my awesome bear claws. Again, 
the animal appendage, <laughs> not the cream-filled dessert. And as he rushes at me, I grasp onto his head mm-hmm. and jump over him doing a really cool flip thing and I land. Yeah, you you land perfectly and he rips a hole in one of the police cars, but you are undamaged. Whee! And now we are going to uh, turn over to the next person in the initiative and that is Pat. Pat, yep. you're like you, but like looking more like a grease ripoff parody yep. sort of version of you. <laughs> yeah. You've got some knives. There are minotaurs in yep. Chicago. What do you do? Well, I, I noticed in this part uh, of the mat that says damage mm-hmm. that I have, when I place this card, pick a foe to be my rival. Does Is that any combat situation? That's any combat situation. So one of these minotaurs is my rival. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the card I have is a diamond. So... One of them is my ex-best friend, which means the enemy is part of my past, and I cannot harm them. Okay, uh, so you may choose one of these minotaurs, either the minotaur that was hit by the major car, okay, or the minotaur that uh, just charged at Faith to be your rival and an ex-best friend. And in the world of mythic mortals, uh, people are having god and monster blood manifest in their bodies, mm-hmm. giving them... Fantastic powers. Okay. Uh, so you can go the route of either choosing one of these minotaurs to just, you know, a minotaur and have known a minotaur uh-huh. or, uh, one of these is, is your friend, uh, or a person from your past, uh, who is been transformed into a minotaur. Uh, I'm just going to say that, uh, the guy that got thrown through the window, mm-hmm. uh, that's just a, a minotaur I went to college with. Great. <laughs> so I just know a guy. Uh, he's, you know, he's not a human. He happens to be a he minotaur. He happens to be a minotaur. Yeah. Uh, so I want you to describe for me the scene in the past that led to this rivalry between you and the Minotaur. Uh, okay. I would say Mikos. That's the Minotaur's name. Mikos is, uh, oh my Mikos God, he's so Greek. Yeah. <laughs> we were, uh, I guess we, we had history class together. Mm-hmm. We studied together to try to get a decent grade in it. Yeah, you were totally stole group. my idea for a paper. And oh. uh, blamed uh, me for plagiarizing him uh, when he got called out on it. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Mikos is a piece of shit. Mikos. <laughs> hey, I recognize you. You look like a more 50s-ized version of Patrick Winnegar. The very same. Well. Mikos. Look at me. I'm working for the top villain in the city of Chicago. Oh, great. Oh, great. About to seize control of the city, all because I graduated with honors, thanks to your paper idea. I think we know that your honors is a lie. You have no honor, Mikos. The only thing that matters is that little piece of rope that I wore in graduation day. I didn't even go to graduation because I don't care. Oh, was it because you don't care or because you didn't graduate? <laughs> it's because I don't care. I'm too cool to care. School is dumb. <laughs> Improviser, this is something that you won't have to worry about because you're about to die. Uh, now that you've been threatened by Mikos... Your bitter rival Minotaur. What are you going to do on your turn? I will attack the Minotaur that's charging Faith. I'll have, I'll use the Hunter's ability, which are knives that always hit the enemy. 
do Perfect. half damage. Oh, actually, no, they hit the enemy with the most HP. So that would be him. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's no roll. No roll required involved. in that. Uh, uh, it's just half damage. How much damage does it do? I believe your damage card looks like it is seven. Yes. Uh, so uh, yep. divided by two, rounding down, that comes to three. You throw a knife uh, at this Minotaur. How do you throw it, and where does it land? Uh, I'm just gonna throw it sidearm, mm-hmm. and it like a like a frisbee, right? Like a frisbee, <laughs> and it just flies through the air like. And uh, it hits him in the horn, which still, I think, hurts. Uh, I think, yeah, I think horns horns would hurt. I think horns are full of stuff. Yeah, I think there's, like, blood vessels in there. So Yeah, yeah. there are blood vessels in horns, but not in antlers. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm. So, yeah, it hurts him, but it's still also, you know, I hit him in a nail, basically. Yeah. Jeez! Ah! Come on! Finally, we have Faith. Faith. Hey. You're going last, but you know what? We're saving the best for last. What are you going to do? You know what? I'm definitely going to use my awesome bear paws to tear some shit up. That is bear paws, not bear claws. So there's no confusion. This is definitely an animal appendage and not a cream-filled dessert. (laughs) Correct. Great. Okay, good. Just making sure that was clear to the audience because they might get confused. What? What? So how are you attacking? So, um... I am going to go after the Minotaur that uh, he just attacked, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to run up to the Minotaur and scratch his face, and there's just blood spattering everywhere, and it is, you know, terrifying looking, and then I back up, and the sun shines down on me. Again, it is 12 (laughs) a.m. Moonlight. The moon shines shines down down on on you. And... My beautiful claws are glistening in the moonlight, and I do a really cool anime pose, like in you, Sailor Moon. Yeah, you pose right before the... Oh, okay, so what do you say to the Minotaur? Oh, ah, uh, take that, Minotaur! Okay, guys, I'm really new at being a superhero. It's going to take me a while to think of a good catchphrase. That's a terrible one. <laughs> I know! How much damage do you do to this I Minotaur? I do five damage. Five damage! Whew! That is hefty. The Minotaur like pulls the knife out of his horn, throws it to the ground, and he's about to advance on Pat when you spring from over his shoulders, whirl around, and just go crazy on his face. <laughs> then you pose dramatically in front of the moon and totally fail to say anything even remotely cool. <laughs> and that brings us back to the top of the initiative. Uh, Mel... Your selfishness has recently cost the life of a Burger King manager. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't as hurt as bad as you could have been hurt. And really, that's the important thing at the end of the day. Uh, so you are facing down a Minotaur who you threw a car at earlier. Mm-hmm. So he threw a guy at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do? Having seen the exchange with he and Patrick, I realize that Patrick is incapable of attacking this particular Minotaur as his former antagonizer. I should advance on this Minotaur and attack. Actually, I take that back. I'm going to use my mythos. I'm going to advance on this Minotaur, Mm -hmm. smash him into the ground, (laughs) and they take mythos damage, and they can't attack anyone else but me. Oh, cool. Uh, so how does this look? How do you smash him into the ground? 
I think I'm going to take a page out of their book and charge Mm -hmm. in his direction, barrel into him, smash him back inside the Burger King, grab him by the horns, lift him above my head, and throw him onto the ground in front of me. And, you know, maybe put a foot on top of his head. Yeah. I, I think uh, the way that scene unfolded, you start charging him and he starts charging you because he's like, I'm a minotaur. Mm. She's a person. I'm just going to take her down. And immediately you hit him with much more force than he was expecting, driving him back into that Burger King. When he lands uh, with his back on the ground, the ground crumbles beneath him. And he is like now trapped in the basement of the Burger King as you <laughs> jump down. Uh, and like dust some dust off your shoulders and crack your knuckles preparing for fight. Uh, how much damage are you doing with that? Or so you're doing mythos damage, right? Yeah. This, it doesn't list any. Okay. Damage. So if it doesn't list any particular damage, then it just does damage of the category, uh, that you're pulling from. In this case, that damage is, uh, your jack. Yeah. So that is nine. That is nine damage. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't do half like the other ones? No, no, because it, it only does half damage if it specifies that it's doing half damage. Mm-hmm. Math is fun. Okay, next up in the initiative order is, again, going to be both minotaurs. Both of them are severely hurt, uh, so their eyes glow red. Their muscles start to ripple a little bit more. You, Pat, recognize this as a minotaur's rage. Classic minotaur rage. Yeah. (laughs) Got all the signs. And you know that when minotaurs are enraged, they have even more uh, enhanced uh, damage and dangerousness. So everybody's got to be on their guard. Yeah. All right. Got to watch out, guys. They have more enhanced damage and dangerousness. Dangerousness. Great word choice, GM. Thanks. Uh, so the Minotaur that is right now up uh, with you and Faith uh, is going to, let's see, attack Pat because Pat Pat really dealt him the insult. Uh, so he runs past Faith uh, and tries to punch you uh, with an uppercut. Pat. Okay. So what, what, what are you going to do to avoid that? Let's let's roll your – are you going to block or are you going to dodge? I'll try to dodge. All right, roll that. And what's uh, what's the modifier for for my dodge here? With- uh, so it would be you're trying to roll under your defense. So okay. What, what card do you have at your defense? An ace. An ace. So that'd be eight. That'd be eight. Yep, three. Perfect. So. Uh, yeah, you dodge this flawlessly. How do you get out of the way? I'll do like you know gymnast backflip uh, as he's trying to uppercut me. So I just narrowly miss as his fist is going uh, yeah, upwards and uh i just land crouching uh ready to strike and you do after. have the option of using one of your defense powers at this time uh too, if I, okay if i recall i'm gonna cut his foot off <laughs> <laughs> that which is my defense power that's just his defense power yep defeater uh with a hidden blade i can cut off an appendage crippling a foe dealing four damage uh but i immediately overload okay yeah cool so yeah you yeah 
you fly back in a backflip, land in a crouch, and then one of your blades shoots forward from your hands and slices through the Minotaur's foot. What the fuck? And he falls to the ground. Meanwhile, uh, we look over to you, Pat. Energy starts crackling across your face and body. Uh, you see steam rising from your hands uh, as power starts to destabilize and flow through you, filling you with new abilities. Uh, so now you have to clear your uh, hand of cards that's sitting in front of your character sheet and draw four new cards, which will provide you with four new powers. Meanwhile, we'll turn over to the Minotaur, who is now trapped alone in the basement of the Burger King with Mel. You may be strong, mortal, but I've been doing this for a long time, and I know if you're going to go to a fight, you've got to bring a weapon. He pulls an axe off of his back and holds it in his hand. I'm afraid this fight is over. Uh, he raises the axe above his head and he's going to swing it down onto you, Mel. What do you do? I'm going to bust out the weapon I've been hiding, and that is the Cloud Buster. Uh, it is a gigantic, oversized weapon that looks just like the sword that Cloud Strife uses in Final Fantasy VII. Yes. It's gleaming. It just looks like someone took a beam and like forged it into this huge ridiculous sword and I'm going to take it and I'm going to not only stop his axe but slice through it and into him perfect uh I love that um uh this is that one of your defense powers that allows you to attack an opponent with your defense no that well that is my accuracy weapon Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I know. I know where the weapon came from. I was okay. just wondering. So, uh, we'll we'll save the hit it, slicing through him to okay. hit him uh, for your next turn. But definitely for now, roll your defense uh, to block this. On my next turn, I'm going to overload, and I won't be able to do that. Oh, I see. Yeah, I won't have this weapon anymore. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, unfortunately, j- just because of how the game has to flow, we can. What we can do is let you destroy his weapon with your weapon. Okay. And when you get your cards resorted, if it's the same suit, you're definitely going to still have the uh, Buster Sword. Okay. The other thing you could do, uh, which I wouldn't advise at this moment, but I do want to let you know you have this option, is you could take the damage from this attack and use uh, and use your next turn to use the cloudbuster how much damage are we talking about uh because he is has your classic minotaur rage going right now that would be 12 Ooh, no that's poor choices so are you going to be blocking or dodging blocking would destroy his weapon i'm gonna say uh either one we can rule will destroy his weapon at this time because like destroying weapon is sort of an aesthetic thing these minotaurs are going to be doing that 12 damage no matter what unless they use one of their other powers which allows them to attack in slightly different ways for slightly less damage i'm going to it is a tough call if i use block how reduced would the damage be it would be reduced by the value of the card on block uh so what 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 does it say the equivalency for an ace is reduced damage taken by defense so yeah what what is an ace worth uh oh eight eight uh so it would block eight damage so it'd be four 
but you'd still have to move yeah. up down the track. Yes. Yeah. So you could just, the other the alternative is trying to roll under an eight on your dice. Yeah. For the for the dodge. I'll just try to dodge then. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Brutal. Because we can play with this thematically, because this also moves you up the track. Uh you where are you pulling the cloudbuster from? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I feel like there's a burst of light from behind my back as I reach back and I just pull it out and you just hear the loud shing as I pull it out. Well, that shing goes on way longer because (laughs) it's like eight feet long or something stupid. It's a really long amount. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Shing. Yeah. Maybe even slightly longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really close. Really close. So yeah, you you pull out the sword, you raise it confidently in front of the axe. Uh, the Minotaur's eyes widen in fear for a second uh, as he believes his attack is going to be fully blocked. And then energy starts crackling around you again, steam rising from your body as the sword for, for a small second flickers out of existence, allowing his axe to pass through. You take 12 damage. It's a brutal hit. There we go. Okay. Now we are moving back to Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So So this Minotaur has just lost a foot. Yeah, he has. (laughs) That's silly. He's been super duper mean. So I'm going to go after him with my... Bear claws again. Again, okay, my, it's, it's a dessert. It's an appendage. Okay. Um, <laughs> much like the paw of a bear. Oh! But with lovely, um, nail wraps in the claws. Not to be confused with, with the pastry. With the pastry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I go after him with my bear claws and I jump onto his back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of teeters a little bit because he's missing one of his four feet. And I scratch a big frowny face. Into his back because he's been super duper mean. Okay. <laughs> and your claws always hit, right? My claws always hit. So this frowny face, carving this frowny face into his back kills him. Yeah, it does. Uh, so how does it kill him? I imagine I slice too <laughs> deep and I uh, slice open his stomach and he just... So, wow, that's very deep if you're slicing through his back to his stomach. You don't, you don't know your own strength. These bear claws are so strong and powerful. You try to awkwardly, you know, do the smiley face in his back, but you just like carve out most of his body. Uh, cause I'm getting frustrated that it's not looking the way I want it to. Surprised. Uh, that to, to find himself dying, the Minotaur looks to you, Patrick. I realize now that I was wrong to plagiarize your work and even more wrong to try and make you take the fall for it. Can you ever forgive me? No. <laughs> <laughs> he falls to the ground dead. Dude, that causes you to overload, right? Or no, no, no you no. weren't blocking as much to, as... Yeah, no. I just moved to burning. The power is starting to crackle across your body and face as well as we turn to Mel. Hun, this axe hit you. I want you to describe how, first of all, you managed to survive a blow that would have killed anyone else and then what you do in response. I think it 
fell forward and just kind of started to slice through my clothes, but my muscles are so huge that it kind of bounced off, but I'm bruised really bad. Mm-hmm. It hurts a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sore. I'm upset. Yeah, there's a huge angry welt throbbing formed on your torso oh, right man, now. It's going to take weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. And your clothes really must fit out. awkwardly now that you're back to your normal size. You're going to have to go to a tailor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man. But what I'm going to do is, since I overloaded, I now have the ability to launch my enemy impossibly high into the air. And they don't get to land until the end of my next turn, and they take five damage. Okay, this is going to kill this Minotaur mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you can roll to do it. Um, so is this a mythos power or is this a accuracy or damage power? This is mythos. So you got to roll under your mythos to make it happen. This might not happen. Uh, I've been rolling really high. <laughs> well, you you also have uh, some higher cards there, I see. Does your mm-hmm. accuracy, what's your accuracy let you do? Because you might be able to use that. Because no matter what you do to this Minotaur, it's probably going to die. Okay. Uh, my accuracy lets me use a barbed chain to attack and pull them into melee range. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, decide what you want to do. Uh, I mean, that's probably a better idea. Maybe I can roll under 10. <laughs> at this point, it's just been above the two times I've rolled have been above 10. Uh, but we can try for it. All right. So using that barbed chain. Hey, there oh we go. You, it's a, you made the right choice. Uh, uh, yeah. Here, let's swap out dice just in oh case those God. ones don't like you for some reason. Apparently not. Uh, so you're using a barbed chain. So, uh, yes. like the, uh, after the sword flickered out of existence, the crackling back is this new weapon, this barbed chain. How do you mm-hmm. use it to take out this minotaur? I'm going to swing it around like a lasso, more or like a like a whip. Mm-hmm. Cool, like a leather whip. Swing it around my head a few times, and then swing it forward at, for it to crack and wrap itself around him. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, you, yeah, you are whipping it around at him. He's, uh, falling back, trying to defend himself. Uh, as we all know, when a whip cracks, that is the tip of the whip breaking the sound barrier. Uh, so at first, you know, your chain is like slinking through the air, but then using your superhuman strength, you manage to make the end of this barbed chain start cracking, breaking the sound barrier. There are these explosions of air happening all around his body. Uh, you can see, uh, in his fur, the air displacing until finally the chain wraps itself around him. He's now completely caught up in this spiked chain, which is cutting into his skin. He glares at you with an angry, furious glare and says, You may defeat me, mortal, but you will never retrieve your love from the shell dragon. Ooh. What's a shell dragon? <laughs> It's my boss. Oh. How much does he pay you? I'll pay you double. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll pay me and not murder me right now? I mean, maybe. I you know, Honestly, that sounds like a way better deal. What can you afford to pay? Well, how much is he paying you? Uh, he pays me 13 geldings a week. 
Oh, we can offer him part of the door for uh, improvised Amy Fisher, uh, Joey Buttafuoco. That's true. And the tickets at the door, we were charging a lot. Yeah. It was a $15 show. I mean, to be completely fair, we could just lie to him and say that we're going to pay him 15 geldings a week. And then if he pisses us off, we just kill him. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty pretty low in health right wow. now. We could just bring him with us and have him help us out. I can I, absolutely see why the humans in X-Men decided to <laughs> oppress the mutants and not let them. Because you guys, after you got superpowers, your morals went right out the goddamn window. Um, so, yeah, you, you have restricted this Minotaur into a place where he can't move. And anything that you were going to do to him was going to kill him. But instead... It appears that you have deceived this Minotaur and told him that you can afford 16 geldings a week uh, to well, pay him. Wait, he said 13? 13. Oh, so 26. 26. Yeah. 26 geldings a week oh, yeah. in order to uh, overpay him uh, from what he was getting at his previous employer, the Shell Dragon. And he is now one of your servants. Excellent. I mean, I have a solid feeling he's only going to last the night, so probably. When he enters into your servitude, uh, the chain around his body uh, goes away and transforms into a costume uh, that that implies that he is your servant. What does a costume of uh, Mel Fox look like <laughs> to one of your one of your shock troopers? Oh man, oh, I didn't, I, I've never even thought about this. I think for my first set of minions, since I'm so new to this, I'm mm-hmm. going to choose something completely not tactical in any way and created to just embarrass them. Absolutely. Uh, they gotta know their minions. He's gonna wear a tutu. Hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and. What color like, is the tutu? Oh, it's rainbow. Yes. It's a rainbow tutu. There's like, many layers to this tutu and he's going to wear a t-shirt with my corgi's face on it <laughs> uh, one of those full face t-shirts oh yes great so uh <laughs> that new armor manifests on his body uh and he like he's like rises into the air as ribbons form the tutu and wrap around his chest and make the dog shirt uh and he floats uh, gracefully to the ground. Aha! I feel the power being a servant of the House of Fox grants me. We will bring the fight to the Shell Dragon and destroy him. Excellent. Yes. Can I vent at some point? Uh, sure. To, yeah, I would like to vent, please. Cool. Vent it up. Yeah, and if anybody else wants to vent right now, they have the option of doing so. I think I'm good. Cool. I'm gonna. Can we just vent one card? You have to vent two every time. The jack and the ten for sure. Well, see, that's the the the, the inter- is actually okay. Yeah, the interesting thing about venting, you only want to vent right before you're about to swap out cards, because otherwise, uh, it puts your good cards at risk should you get damage. Remember, uh, Mel took that twelve damage and oh. lost a ton of great cards. Right, that. that's why I vented just now, so I could save my queen and my king. Hmm. Mm. Not that we'll probably get around to them again. So the in this game. shell, what was it? Shell dragon. What are we going after? Shell it, dragon. It's a big thing? Yeah, it's a big, horrifying monster. Okay. Uh, I'm going to actually, because I like the effect of this card, I'm going to vent these two. Perfect. 
I'm happy. Okay. Uh, so you guys have vented. Uh, you now have a new minion in your service, the Minotaur. And you know that you have an enemy, the Shell Dragon. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Well, he said that he'd lead us to the Shell Dragon, right? Uh, did he say that? Well, he said we'd take yeah. the fight to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll just so, ask him yeah. where where the Shell Dragon is. Uh, Shell Dragon is downtown uh, on the... Uh, you know, the bridge on Michigan, uh, right, right, uh, so, so here's, <laughs> so, right, we're facing south. So here's the mag, yeah, yeah, so here's the mag mile right here. It's, Wait, which way's the lake? Uh, okay, the lake is, the lake is this way. Lake is east. Okay, Lake's okay, always okay. going to be okay. east. Yeah. So you got, you're on. here. It's like, it's by 401 Michigan. Uh, oh, okay. That bridge, they use it, uh. Can we Google Maps it? Does anybody have their phone? Does anybody have a phone? I left mine. Yeah. Wait, you're talking about the Michigan Avenue Bridge, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the Michigan the Avenue Bridge. bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, that's a one. I, yeah. I mean, I guess we need to get to the brown light. Is the CTA even still running? Uh, no, no. Uh, could we ride our Minotaur? Yeah. How well, fast do you could go? He, could he carry all of us? As a as a minion of yours, I would absolutely be obligated to carry you. Uh, should you need to go anywhere? Uh, so yeah, you could, you could ride me <laughs> straight downtown to the bridge. Do you want me to take Lakeshore? <laughs> Whatever way you think uh, is the best. Yeah. You know what? Lakeshore would be scenic right now. So let's, let's yeah, go yeah. Lakeshore drive. And it's around midnight yeah. on a Thursday. So you know, it's not going to be clogged. Yeah. So you guys are thundering down Lakeshore drive on the back of a minotaur dressed in a rainbow tutu and a dog shirt. Uh, the the lake uh is lazily uh lapping up against the concrete barriers on the lakefront. Uh it's an oddly peaceful, serene scene, um juxtaposed against the monster attacks and fires that are happening in the background as Chicago is being besieged by all sorts of mythical beasts. Um we also cut back to the CIC Comedy Theater as the person from the Chicago Reader, the reviewer from the Reader, is <laughs> sighing and looking at their watch. Is it Tony Adler? It is Tony Adler. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to be ruined. He's going to tear this apart. Tapping his pen against his notes. And shortly thereafter, you guys arrive on the Michigan Avenue Bridge. And you see a horrifying sight. A creature that is at least 20 meters tall with a large nautilus shell upon its back and horrible spiked wings uh, jutting from the shell. There is a mass of tentacles and mandibles beneath the nautilus shell and a snake-like head emerging from it, roaring and blowing flames into the air. And wrapped up in one of the tentacles, uh, is, is me, uh, still in character, still (laughs) keeping the scene going. I didn't kill nobody. How could I be guilty? I'm Joey Buttafuoco over here. Hey, I'm Joey Buttafuoco. Oh, we're two Joey Buttafuoco. Just two Joey Buttafuoco. What a great improv scene, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> from Long Island over yeah. here. And I, I try to grab my crotch, but I can't because I'm wrapped up too tightly in the tentacles. That There is a massive, horrible beast known as a shell dragon hovering above the Michigan Avenue Bridge, roaring into the night. Okay. Well, first I'd like to do something that doesn't take up my turn. I would like to transform into a crafty spider. Ooh. <laughs> I'm a little That'll worried. Show it. I, I'm worried you're, you'll get smashed. Okay, so you're transforming into a crafty spider. Do you also have uh, a different weapon now? I do, because I lost my paws, and I have a lame one now, guys. I'm really sorry. But I just have gross, hairy legs, and <laughs> it only really does anything. If your attacks reduce an enemy to six or less health, they give up and run screaming. Cool. So yeah, but I'd have to uh, like it'll take some while for it'll take some time for it to be useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, so. so you transform into a spider with specifically very gross hairy legs. <laughs> yes, but I have a really cute symbol on my back. Oh yeah, it's two red pandas <laughs> wrestling over a pumpkin. Oh, and that, that is that is the symbol of your godly house. <laughs> um, and Pat, did you you also had to refresh, right? So, are there yeah. any costume or weapon changes uh, for you? Uh, I I still have the same weapons, mm-hmm. uh, the hunter knives. Uh, uh, what did change was my mythos. I now have external reflections, which reflect ranged attacks back at the attacker. And my defense is now a special scar, which deals full damage and turns an enemy into a rival, but without the rival bonuses. And I still have the thing, the ex-best friend, but it doesn't apply to bosses. So there's no way that I knew this shell dragon (laughs) from my previous life. Oh, and I got my mama bear ability. So as a reaction, I can intercept any melee attack in a me- in melee range and negate all damage. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, so with with those costume changes, uh, you see the shell dragon roaring in the air once again. Can I get the mythos scores from the party? Oh, mine is nine. Okay. I've got ten. And mine is eight. Wow, that makes it really easy, guys. Okay, first up is going to be Mel. Sweet. I've still got a barbed chain, um, but changing it up with my defense says when you attack something larger than a school bus, you can't miss. So I've got that going for me. Cool. Oh, man. Oh, this thing is definitely larger than a school bus. Uh, yeah, looks like it. I don't think I can grapple anything larger than a school bus anymore, though. I can only get stuff smaller than a school bus now. But I can also toss smaller enemies to an ally who can make an immediate free attack. Are there any smaller? Yeah, there below the boss is a Shadow Rider. A Shadow Rider is a empty suit of armor with two glowing red eyes atop a skeletal-looking shadowy horse. Hmm. It has a blade that looks like it is made of glowing red mist. Great. It's metal as f***. There's a lightning storm in the background, but no rain. That's how cool the Shadow Rider is, you guys. Uh, How far away are they from us right now? How close Uh, did we get? Within shout. Okay. Uh, I'm going to 
throw my barbed chain towards this shadow rider and I'm going to yank him into melee range. Cool. Cool. Um, now I can be useful. Yeah, roll that attack. Eight. Okay. And that's under that's 11. Definitely so. under 11. So okay. uh, the spiked chain wraps around the Shadow Rider. Does, are there, is there anything uh, special noted about the damage? Okay, so uh, what? how much damage is that going to do? Uh, nine. Nine damage. Okay, so you lash out with your chain, which uh, crackling with the glowing energy that flows from your body gets longer and longer as it approaches the Shadow Rider. You yank it off its horse, uh, and it comes careening towards you. As it's just about to land in front of you, you punch it, too. Uh, and it takes a massive amount of damage uh, before it skids to the ground and rolls up to its feet. Okay. Next up is uh, Faith. Okay. There's really nothing I can do. Because, I I mean, my attack only works if he's... Is he six health or less? Nope. Okay. Well, then there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you, you could crawl into his armor and just irritate him. Oh, yes. I'll tickle him. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you not have any defensive abilities or... My defense abilities, I shapeshift into an animal. I've already done that. And your That's... weapon can't hurt people unless they... Well, you can vent if you want. Yeah, I... yeah you're already I fresh. That. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, but if you vented, it would give you different powers. Yeah, but it, I'd get rid of four cards. No, you wouldn't. you get just rid of two, two you, cards. You, you, you put them on the bottom. discard them. They don't go away. That's your health. Yeah. Mm. So you just put them in a discard pile. So you don't even put them in a discard pile. You put you them, them at the later. bottom of your deck. Okay, I guess I'll vent. Ah, that was a poor choice. Okay, well, I have I have my paws back. So now yes. you are a spider with bear paws. <laughs> spider with bear paws, bear claws. Bear claws. That's Wait, not to be confused with the pastry. Oh, okay, these are paws of a bear, okay. the animal. Oh. But yeah, so I guess I have eight bear paws now. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I have eight bear paws, all with the nail wraps. So I'm going to. Be a crafty spider and crawl over to the uh, shadow skeleton. What it is, it is a shadow rider. A shadow rider and crawl underneath his armor and start scratching him underneath his armor from the inside. From uh, the inside. So that automatically hits. Automatically. What hits. is the damage on that? Four. Four. Hey. <laughs> no, I mean That's not it, bad. you're still doing damage. You're still doing damage. Uh, you do a spider's tap dance with your claws because, like, you know, it's got no body. You're not sure what you're hurting or what you're not hurting. Um, but you rattle around inside his armor and he's, like, convulsing on the ground, scratching. <laughs> it itches so much! It itches so much! <laughs> um, and he takes a respectable four damage. Um, and now it is the boss's first action. Uh, the way bosses work in Mythic Mortals, uh, they have two Mythos scores. Uh, mm. So they get to attack twice during combat. Mm. Yikes. Uh, the first thing this boss is going to do is uh, lash out a mass of tentacles that spirals through the air, congeals together, and turns into a horrible lobster claw. And it grabs Pat Winnegar, flings him around uh, 
uh, right through the Tribune building, slams oh, no. you into the side that of the one's Tribune all building. Wait, can I use my mama bear ability? Yeah. So and what prevent is, that from happening? So the, how how do you do that? So you're inside. I'm inside the uh, the shadow the shadow rider. rider's uh, armor right now, mm-hmm. and I can see with one of my eight eyes what yeah. is going on. Facts about spiders. And this is this might pertain. Uh, so my weakness right now is I can't even. Your multiple <laughs> eyes are kind of confusing. Uh, when you fail to attack, when your attack fails to hit, uh, you hit an ally nearby. So if I fail this, I might hurt one of you guys. Oh, but my mythos has a nine. So anyway, so I, <laughs> I crawl out from underneath his armor mm-hmm. and I jump into the air and I, uh, scratch the tentacles with my eight bear claws yeah. and sever off a little piece of the tentacle and it's kind of twitching. How on the large of a spider are you? I'm uh like like tarantula size, but I'm fierce. I'm tar- feisty. Well you're a tarantula sized spider with full sized bear claws. <laughs> yes, it's very awkward moving. Maybe more like like a banana spider, aren't those bigger? Maybe I have like really long legs. Long legs, okay. Oh. Like, like a daddy long leg legs and in, in Proportion to my body. Okay. But like but about still a tarantula size body. Pause. Okay. Yeah. So roll, roll this mythos attack. If not, you will accidentally hit Patrick and. Whee! Six. Six. Okay. So you do it. You manage to, uh, reach into the, uh, and just claw the hell out of this tentacle limb before it slams into Pat. Pat, uh, the dead claw falls from the sky. How do you stylishly get out of the way? I will find a, uh, side mirror on a nearby car and jump over to it to comb my pompadour <laughs> instead of being in the direct uh, line of fire of this tentacle. Yeah, and we can see, we can see, uh, the tentacle falls in the background, it ruffles your hair, and so the combing that you did puts your hair back into perfect pompadour place. Great. <laughs> um, so now, uh, the, the boss, that doesn't do any damage, does it, Faithy? It just negates all damage. It just negates the damage from the attack. Uh, so the boss, not really in pain, uh, as limbs for a shell dragon are kind of disposable. Um, just roars in frustration uh, as it loses a limb and has to reassess its battle plan. It is time for Pat to go. Uh, so the Shadow Rider is not a boss, right? No, it is not. And there's one of them? or It's just the one, yeah. Okay, so he would actually have to be my ex-best friend okay. in this case. Who is the Shadow Rider? Uh, it's it's a guy I went to high school with that, again... Just a man that happens to be a shadow, shadow writer. writer. <laughs> uh, and he just kind of started a Facebook argument with me after we hadn't spoken <laughs> in like eight years. Oh, God, was it political? Of course it was political. Gosh. And, you know, he's a shadow writer, so he's pretty right wing. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> they're pretty notoriously conservative. And it just came out of nowhere. I try not to talk about politics with my friends from high school, you know, but he's a shadow writer from Alabama. So, you know, what are you going to do? I can't believe you voted for Obama. Uh, okay. Well, oh, man. <laughs> well, that's that's not even a very clever... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Barack Hussein Obama. All right. See, normally they say Barry, but that's what I found. (laughs) Apparently, going by one name earlier in your life means that you're a liar. (laughs) 
<laughs> he changed his name. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's not going to change America oh, into okay. a communist cesspit. Well, I mean, he's, he's a lame duck. All right. Uh, but yeah, and it got really <laughs> heated. Yeah. And it hasn't really, it's been weird ever since. It hasn't died down. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to like his, you know, family pictures and shit. Very <laughs> a family of shadow writers. Yeah. You know, great. <laughs> so, yes, you have a specific, uh, history with the shadow right. writer. What, what are you going to do now that we've established that you know the shadow writer All from right. high school? I was going to say, Lenny, hey, <laughs> good to see you. How's it going? Not bad. I just had a spider inside my yeah, body. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's horrifying. How how are things? You still work at the tire plant? or Nope. I got a new job working for this shell dragon. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to conquer the city. Okay, well. <laughs> you know, it's not a libertarian. Uh, I'll bet, yeah. Uh, this classic shell dragon. Yeah, we deserve this city yeah, I because yeah. we can take it. Of course, yeah, because you are more powerful than us. Yep. Uh, all right, well. <laughs> you, so you look like, were you in a play or something that you're dressed up like? Uh... Well, no, these are the superpowers, but it actually fits because uh, uh, me and my my friend James over there were doing an improvised Joey Buttafuoco. Uh, I don't know if you remember the yeah, Amy no. Fisher I, I remember from that's... 1992. It's not exactly timely. Is this... Well, no, we, we thought that like retro stuff uh, from the 90s would would get more popular and you know it's been it's like the i crowds guess have been light but i feel like we're actually yeah, expressing but, ourselves and doing art it's an so, interesting concept and it's got to be a free show so like uh, no it's 15 dollars. 15 dollars yeah. we bought a lot of costumes oh. uh, we gotta you liberal scumbags okay lenny. off of the hard-earned dollars <laughs> come on lenny All destroying right. our economy no voting. it's actually like the free market people decide you know, they want to pay $15 to see him from No one Joey decides that they want that. You harass okay, them well, until they show up at that awful show. Look, man, I'm out there pounding the pavement. I got my sandwich board on every Thursday night trying to get people into CIC to come see improvised Joey Buttafuoco. CIC? And, there's no foot traffic over there. What's the point? Well, I mean, sometimes after, like, Cubs games, if people, like, wander <laughs> ten blocks away by accident, it happens. Yeah, and then you trap them into a $15 show. All right, yeah. We seem to know an awful lot about improvising from, you know, for a 28-year-old shadow rider from East <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, I watch Who's Line. I know what improv is. Okay, it's is. long form, all right? First of all, it's long form. You say that like that means anything to anyone. It means that it's like a long play that we make up on on the spot. About it's, Joey Buttafuoco. Yeah. So relevant. $15. All right, Great. fine. I'm not going to have this discussion with you, Lenny. All right? I'm unfriending you. Go ahead. Are you going to attack him at any no. point? <laughs> no, you can't. He can't cause any harm to I was him. just trying to say hello to this asshole. <laughs> Well, that worked out for you. Are you going to use your yeah. uh, turn to move? I'm going to attack the because uh, I still have the. I'm, am I in shout distance of the shell dragon? You're definitely within shout. All right, I'm going to uh, use the hunter knives, which is always hit but half damage. Cool. Uh, so you're throwing two tiny knives yep. at this massive beast. Uh, 
and they automatically hit uh how much damage is it doing that would be five because i have a king Ooh. We're, we're rounding down right that we are rounding right. down uh that's still a ton of damage coming at this shell dragon so that's five damage what what do the knives look like when they're impacting the body of this shell dragon uh well i've i've thrown them uh overhand like this uh they've reached an amazing speed so mm-hmm. they're white hot at this point cool uh the, the air friction has just caused uh, yeah. them to heat up so they just like look like little comets and uh they've hit uh the base of uh w- one of uh, one of his larger tentacles yeah uh the beast shrieks in pain uh its limbs start flailing around and it uh, starts wrapping its various limbs around different buildings as it looms its head down and tries to bite you. Yeah, so it is going to charge at you and knock you down as it snaps at you with its jaws. Uh, you have the opportunity to try and get out of the way or block the attack. Uh, I will... This is this is a melee then. This is a melee. Okay, attack, I'll yes. I'll try to dodge. Okay, uh, roll your dodge. Uh, let's see, seven, and I'm doing this based on mythos or uh, this would be based on defense. Defense. Okay, so seven, and my defense is ten. All right, so uh, you managed to get out like like so the uh, creature's head is scraping down the street it's scooping up huge chunks of asphalt in its jaws as it snaps at you knocking cars out of the way like they're nothing uh how are you getting out of the way each time it snaps at you uh i just keep uh doing backflips as much as i possibly can until my body (laughs) yeah until my body no longer allows me to do (laughs) backflips Um, and finally, it's the Shadow Rider's turn. Uh, the Shadow Rider is going to get up, looks around, and spots a freakish spider on the ground, and goes over and just tries to step on the spider. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, apparently this creature actually has the ability to shift their appendages into weapons. Uh, so it shifts its arm into a fly swatter. <laughs> And it brings it down on you. Uh, so you can either dodge or block. I'm How do you want to dodge. Do Roll it. little. Mother nine. Fuck. Okay, you take eight damage. Oof. Yikes. Aww. Welcome to the party. <laughs> uh, our Minotaur friend hasn't done anything yet. When can we bring him in? Uh, so the Minotaur... I, I'm going to say, instead of taking an action each round, each round, you can describe uh, uh, e- evens or odds? Uh, evens. All right. It came up odds. So the Minotaur is in a tight spot right now. Okay. Um, what, what what was it trying to do? How was it trying to help you? Uh, oh, gosh. What was I doing? I pulled the Shadow Rider in. Mm-hmm. I think... I mean, if I had to choose something, I would have him just try to keep the Shadow Rider busy while we focused on attacking the Shell Dragon. So it's wrestling the Shadow Rider's horse right now. Um, <laughs> and the Shadow Rider's horse has it, like, has wrapped its weird horsey leg around uh, the Minotaur's neck and has it, like, in a submission hold. Oh. Um, and the Minotaur is, like, fighting really hard to, like, try and get out of the hold. It's, like, Tutu is, like, flailing about as it's <laughs> kicking its legs in the ground and, like, gets 
shirts. Uh, Corgi shirt is getting all dirty from the ground, Aww. but he's fighting hard. You know, he's wrestling a horse. What minotaurs do? So, uh, let's go back to the top of the initiative, hun. That would be you. Cool. Let's see. That shadow rider is a bit of a pest. So I think I'm going to use my mythos and I'm going to pick him up and toss him towards an ally who makes an immediate free attack against the enemy as it flies past. Well, the only one that you could do that for is Faith, yep. because uh, uh, Pat is honor-bound not to. Yep. we got a history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pick him up and throw him in the direction of her bear claws. Okay. Um, so... Uh, after uh getting smacked by the uh fly swatter thing like you're trying to sort out your limbs make sure that all of the spider juices uh that make up your body are still inside your body um you're closing your legs around yourself trying to protect yourself and then you see mel come over grab the shadow rider whirl it around in the air and then throw it at you uh, so that you can make an attack against it. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, and so I'm super mad at this guy because he just hit me with a fly swatter, which just quite frankly is disrespectful. And racist. Yeah. Against spiders. <laughs> against spiders. <laughs> yeah. And so, you but know. But he's a conservative, so. I'm, I'm checking all of the tips of my nails and they're all still there because Sally Henson's makes great products. And, uh. Did you just plug a product? <laughs> I was just saying they make excellent nail wraps and that's what I used on Are you my getting paid? Cause one shot isn't getting paid for these, for these plugs you're tossing around. Anyway. So, um, after I check all my claws, I'm super mad and mm-hmm. Mel has thrown over the shadow rider. So I jump on him and I'm scraping my claws everywhere out of a fury <laughs> and then I back up. As he's bleeding out, I don't know, do Shadow Riders bleed? He's I, he's an empty suit of armor, so your guess is as good as mine. Well, either way, as I watch him die, <laughs> I look... <laughs> you know, how much damage are you doing? Four. I don't know. Four? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Four as she's, you watch him die? Okay. She's got... Fine. Her damage is a different card. Your damage is... What's your damage? An ace now, isn't it? No. Yeah, but that's... um. Wouldn't that be for accuracy? Because I'm using my paws. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be four. Uh, sorry, fine. As I damage him, and I back up, and I... Well, no, wait. Wait, no, you're, you're, you would use the card above the you damage You always column. use the card above the damage column for the amount of damage that you're okay, doing. Okay, well, then I did eight damage to him before and not four. Okay, well, he is now... Yeah, he's dead. You're right. So. <laughs> but anyway... As so he's I'm, bleeding wait, out... Wait, as I'm watching him die... I look at the lovely message that I've scraped into his armor, and it says, And though she be but little, she is fierce. A Shakespeare reference? (laughs) Oh, this is the worst way to die! Oh, I am slain! (laughs) (laughs) He probably tried to shut down art programs, too. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely did. He wants all art programs in the state replaced with peewee football. We had a great... Uh theater department in high school, Lenny. That's how I got to do improvised Joey Buttafuoco. Yeah! Look where that puts society. <laughs> it's gonna be a great show. I just realized that I've been using accuracy instead of damage as well. Uh, oh, geez, So I only nice. did three 
too deep. It's too late. Oh, shit. It's too <laughs> late. Yeah. We're just going to live life the way we live it from now on. All so right. the Shadow Rider is defeated. The Shell Dragon is still up. Faith has just... Faith, it is now your turn, actually. Oh, didn't I just use my claws? You did just use your claws, but, na- but but that was on Mel's turn because she threw someone at you for you to make an immediate attack. Got it. Okay. Um, in that case, I will have to crawl on over to uh, what's it? Uh, Shell, Shell dragon. dragon. Uh, and then when I'm in melee distance, I'm gonna. Scratch the crap out of him because that's the only thing I can do. (laughs) (laughs) It's this little spider. Oh, God. Maybe maybe still not regretting morphing into a spider. Just so we're all. Little weird spider. Maybe you should try crawling like up into the shell. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could try crawling underneath the shell or around the shell. Well, I I think you latch onto a tentacle and you do this like spider bear hug where you reach eight different claws into eight different spots on his tentacle, uh, trying to cause it horrible pain. Uh, how much damage do you do again? I do eight. Eight. That, see, that's a real amount of damage. (laughs) Okay. Uh, as you're, you're like climbing it with eight different bear claws, there's scraping off a lot of flesh as you scramble up trying to get inside its shell. Uh, it's bleeding quite a bit. It can't, uh, quite wrap tentacle around you because you're so small and agile. You move out of the way every time it tries to defend itself, uh, and it's only getting more and more hurt. But it is the creature's turn to attack. And it turns towards the spider that is attacking it. Um, and it flails the tentacle that you are on through a building. Um, tr- in an attempt to try and get you off and damage you. Uh, are you going to dodge or block? I'm going to dodge because I'm crafty. Okay. Six, seven, eight. Okay, so I rolled eight, and my defense is an eight. So you you are not harmed, although you do still advance uh, the track. Um, so how do you dodge out of the way as you're being literally slammed through a building on this tentacle? I jump because I'm super agile, agile like um, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I grab onto another one of his tentacles. Okay, yeah. So uh, just before it enters the building, you jump onto another tentacle and continue your, your continue your attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it is Pat. You're up. All right. Uh, so now that I have a better handle on exactly what damage that I do, <laughs> I guess I'm going to throw the knives at him again. Uh, it does three. All right. Sing, 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 dunk, dunk. Like you're, you're starting to slowly fill up one of its tentacles with tiny, tiny knives yep. that do a small amount of damage. But you know what? Every bit counts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is time for the beast to go again. Uh, it is going to uh, pick up several cars, um, and this time targeting Mel. Oh, um, no. There, uh, like, it is picked up in its tentacles, uh, five or six cars, and it is now hurling them through the air in your direction. Oh no! Are you gonna I block or dodge? I can protect you with my mama bear abilities. Sure, I have very low health right now. Perfect. So I'm gonna protect her with my mama bear abilities. Okay, so when you do that, remember you are also advancing the track, so you will overload. I know. Okay, I will. cool. This is my mutant bear spider talents. No. 
Well, it's oh. like it's given you power and limited you in a weird way. Yeah. And it failed. Okay. Oh, so I have <laughs> Sorry, to, man. Can I? So I still do my defense. Yeah, you will still do your defense. Although I think faith hurts you somehow, right? No. Okay. That was my eight-eyed one, and this one I had a different. Oh, okay. Weakness. I, all right. She vented. So oh, you vented. Right. Vented. Okay. Well, that's uh, good. Ooh. So, are you going to dodge? That's a lot of cars, man. That's not great. What is my defense? Defense is eight, so you have to roll under eight. I guess I have a new set of dice, so maybe... Mm, This is stressful. Well, you could also block. That's true. What would my reduced damage be? You would be reducing the damage by eight. How much would I be getting? Uh, I think it wouldn't be sporting to tell you. <laughs> you just have to make the tough decision. Are you going to try for no damage or just reduce the damage? I'm running low, man. Yeah, you took a big hit earlier. Yeah. That was Minotaur. a really unlikely roll. I mean, I guess I'm in it to win it, so I'm going to try to dodge. All right. All right. Oof. Oh, no, one Three. Unbelievable. Oh, no. Oh, it was eight damage. Okay. I think you might be able to survive that. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Hey, because Faith is a bear. Barely. <laughs> I'm not a bear anymore. All right, hun, it is your uh, turn. Uh, with that defense, I have overloaded, so I'm going to clear out my cards. I'm just going to, since I have so few, I'm just going to shuffle everything really quick. Yep. Hey. All right. I've gotten the exact same symbol for damage. This is a good loadout, though. I'm okay with this. All right. Let's see. What are my new abilities? Um, Still the barbed chain. Okay. Okay. I'm going to use my barbed chain, and what I'd like to do with it is whip it out, like extend it, as far as I can, try to get it wrapped around one of the tentacles right at the base of it and pull so hard and hopefully pull it off or damage it so severely it can't function. Cool. Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Roll that. Does it get Which, under your accuracy? My accuracy is, a jack. is nine. I have nine. So that oh, is a, a critical, critical hit. Yes. So you are going to do double damage with this attack. Ooh. Um, so again, describe for me what you're doing. Uh, I get out that barbed chain again. Mm-hmm. I swing it around my head just like I did before, like a whip. Mm-hmm. And I whip it out and crack it and get it to wrap around one of his primary tentacles. Like an entire tentacle? Yeah. Just all the way just up one, around it? Yeah, all the way up right by where it joins to his body. Wrap it around, pull so hard... It starts to rip the tentacle away from his body. Cool. Uh, so what What I'm going to say, you, you've wrapped this tentacle up. You pull it off the creature's body entirely. It's horrible black blood drops from the sky, raining acid down on the buildings around you. Um, but also jutting this acid, uh, and this barbed tentacle up in the air, it slams into the creature's wings and it falls to the ground. It now slithers across the ground on its, uh, hundreds of tentacled legs. 
injured and changed as you have defeated the first stage of the boss. Uh, how much damage was that again? Uh, let's see. It's a jack. So that was nine and I critical. So, so that's 18, 18 damage. 18 damage. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so. You have gotten it to its second stage, and I want to point out one health remaining on its second stage with that attack. Uh, So it is now on top of the Tribune building, uh, like trying to create a defensive perimeter with its tentacles, uh, slamming them around. Um, It has, in its new form, a mythos of 11, so it's going to act again immediately. Uh, and it is going to try and stop the person who wheedled away its health uh, throughout its time in its first stage. And is going to attack our bear spider. Well, I'm no longer a bear spider, guys, because when I overloaded, I have to shift back into my normal form. Okay. So now I look exactly like me, but I have claws this time. And I'm picturing them like cool Wolverine claws also with my cool nail wrappings. Great, great. Perfect. So, well, well, so it is like they are like claws that stick out like Wolverine's claws. Yes, they are, but they have butterfly nail wraps on them. Great. So, <laughs> looking still super stylish, uh, there is a massive tentacle slamming down from the top of the Tribune Tower on you. Mm. What are you going to do? I'm going to vent. You're, okay, but you still need to oh, defend I need yourself. To, but I, I you guess have to I'm spend your try entire to... turn to vent. So, okay, I'll dodge. Okay. I guess. Roll that dodge. I'm gonna die. Ugh, I failed. Alright, so you take five damage as the tentacle wraps around you and brings you up uh to where I am. Hey! Who's this girl over here? I'm the notorious Joey Butterfuco from Long Island over here. I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't like you either. Shopkeeper? No. No, we are not playing this game. (laughs) I don't know what game you're talking about. I'm just trying to return this television remote. Stop it. No. My pony trampled all over the remote, and I can't push the buttons no more. Yeah, you guys have been completely ignoring the pony suggestion. Hey, did anybody say that they needed a pony over here? Yeah, I need a pony over here. We should have left you to die. (laughs) Oh, man, can the Minotaur, like, finally break the grasp of that skeletal pony and then just throw it? Yeah. Like, like in your direction. Yeah. <laughs> James. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> yeah, the, the pony, like, so the bear has defeated, uh, the shadow horse and it's starting to shrink. Uh, and the minotaur grabs it by one of its legs, whirls it around and th- throws it up into the air. It sails through the air, shrinking as it goes until it's about the size of a baseball and smacks me directly in my head. <laughs> Uh, silencing the awful Joey Buttafuoco reference <laughs> improv that I was doing. Um, Thank God. <laughs> now, after the beast has gone again, it is Pat's turn, I believe. Right? Yeah, uh, eight. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw my knives at it again. Yeah. It seems to be working okay. It's only one damage it's away. It's only one oh, health away. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do that, which will cause me to immediate overload, actually. Oh. 
So wipe these cards here. And I don't get to choose where what uh, slots are in. I think they're randomly assigned. Okay. I wasn't the, sure. I'm not clear on that, and I'm probably going to cut this discussion because okay. I don't know the specific answer to that one. All right. Cool. So that that would... Would it go based on my old damage? No, it's on your new damage. On my new damage? So I mean, technically, I think you will wipe at the end of your turn. Oh, okay. Well, the old damage would be three. Did you roll under... Oh, it automatically Yeah, hits. it's an automatic, yeah. Uh, so the, your knife zings through the air and uh, stabs the creature in its eye. It wails in pain, and the eye just pops out of its skull <laughs> and falls to the ground dead. I guess you had a little bit of poison on the tip of that uh, knife, and the creature roars and starts spraying a hot, sticky liquid out of its eye hole as it enters its third and final stage the eye died not the creature um so uh in this in this stage the shell dragon is its most dangerous having a base damage of 10 guys Uh, guys, i'm gonna die but good (laughs) news guys uh because he's already taken it down to 28 hit points so all right Mm. Okay. All right, uh, that it's was manageable. That was Pat's turn. Was um, turn. The shadow person is dead. Uh, we get back to the top of the initiative with Mel. Oh, man. Okay. Oh wait, am I still? You just refreshed at the end of last turn. Yeah, but then I said, "Oh, I still have the barb chain," and then I attack. Oh yeah, you're right. So I think okay, I'm, I'm stable. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do I mean I'm dealing damage, but uh, my health is not. Great. Well, I'd say focus on the damage because you guys yeah. only need to hit this thing like probably two or three times. To all right, I'm gonna get that barbed chain again. Whip it out now that he is closer to the ground. Or no, he's up on top of a building now. Yeah. Ugh. But, you, but that... he's got a bunch of tentacles hanging down. That's true. Is yeah. that the head like way up at the top? Yeah, the head would be way at the top. Again, oh, movement but is pretty. Is it, is it shouting range? Yeah, why not? Is his head <laughs> shouting? Okay, I'm gonna use my barbed chain to swing it through the air, whip it up, wrap it around his neck, and bring his head down into melee range. Cool. Do it. That's an eight, and your accuracy is nine. Nine. So All right. You hit. Uh, that does eight damage, right? Uh, nine, nine, nine damage. nine damage. Oh my goodness gracious me! Uh, so you pull. Uh, how, what does the scene look like as you pull this massive beast down back to the ground? I just I whip this shining chain with all these horrible barbs on it up and wrap it around his neck and just my muscles just get bigger and bigger as I grab and start to pull armful by armful of chain down and pull his face down to mine say you're ours now sucker (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like you can see that the chain is cutting into the creature's neck again that horrible sticky black liquid is coming out burning the ground around it Um, and next up is the monster's turn Um, 
it is going to shoot this liquid out of its mouth uh, directly at its assailant. And you can roll to block or dodge. I have no choice. I have to dodge. All right, roll it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) this, like, it... It vomits this liquid at you, and you manage to dodge out of the way, like pulling the creature with you, uh, preventing it from hurting any of your friends. You advance again on your track, and... I vent. It is Faith's turn, and she vents. Pull pull your vents, because we want to know what you look like now. Okay, I still have claws. Yeah, cool. Claws and paws. Okay, yeah, so I still have my claws, my wolverine claws, and... Ooh! I can shoot spider goo. <laughs> it didn't say webs. It just it says, says spider goo. No, it says spider goo. Ooh. Spider goo. Cover an enemy in shout range with a sticky web, and they can't move until your next turn. Great. And they suffer cool. mythos damage. Oh, cool. And uh, that makes it Pat's turn. All right. Uh, so I had overload, so I drew new cards. Mm-hmm. Um. What are you looking like now? What do you, what do you got? Well, I have a you? saber instead. Uh, like a cavalry saber. Nice. Uh, so I'm gonna say I look like a Napoleonic War era officer. <laughs> I like how dramatically that changes from your greaser outfit. Still have a huge pompadour. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And a leather jacket. Uh, just over, just over, you know, a, uh, a hussar's yeah. outfit. Uh, so, yeah, and also another thing that changed is the boss is now my rival, <laughs> and he has kryptonite on me, which means that he knows my weakness, and he deals an additional five damage to me Ooh. if he attacks me. Oh, oh shoot. No. Yeah. But, I'm in melee range, right? Yes, you are. Okay. So I'm gonna attack him with a saber. Great. Yeah. So as long as I roll under a ten, shit! Oh my god! No, we've had. I got really eleven. Terrible luck. So you, uh, you, you, you bring your saber, you like slam it against his flesh, and you realize that it stops hard because you left the sheath on. Oh, damn it! No. It's not like my switchblades. No, it didn't just pop out. The the creature roars with delight. Uh, as you have failed and you recognize deep within the swirling tentacles of the creature, a face, a face of someone who used to be your friend, even coworker, you would say. Oh, that's right. I used to work with this shell dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He just, he was in group. I had totally forgotten. He, he worked in a uh, deal vetting. Yeah, uh, which is the stage right before me, and he kept messing up. You know, which makes more work for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, you can't just be mad at the only shell dragon in the office. No, it's gonna look Ugh. terrible. So, you know, I made a complaint to a manager. You know, it's more of just like a hey, maybe make sure that he uh, fills out all these uh, parts correctly, and uh, it, it got him fired. Yeah, you uh, got the shell dragon fired. I, I did not mean for that to happen, but he clearly has turned to a life of crime because of it. Yeah, he's tried to assault the city and take over this the whole city. Who would have thought a shell dragon would do that? 
uh and now the shell dragon turns to attack you uh its mouth opens up thousands of tiny sharp teeth dripping with its sticky viscous blood the creature roars at you and swallows the ground hole around you as it bites down on you yikes okay well to dodge i would have to roll under a three Mm -hmm. with two d6s all right so uh i'm just gonna block i think i haven't taken much damage yet so you are blocking 15 damage coming at you is is that including the extra that that he does yes that is already including the extra that all right and but minus three with the block minus three so it comes down to 12 12. damage the same strength of the blow that hit mel earlier (laughs) that's rough Christ. Wow. <laughs> it hurts, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was exciting. like half my deck. I didn't realize how thick 12 cards were. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I got at least, what, like 40? Yeah, I'm gonna be fine. Uh, like, the, the creature is just chewing on you. You're being pierced by thousands of, like, and you can see, you guys are like wincing as you see the creature just like chewing. Uh, occasionally its mouth opens and you can see Pat inside. Ah! 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 Uh, so next up is the creature's turn again. Uh, it's, Wait, didn't it just go to bite him? It gets three turns this turn, and it's. Oh, I don't like him. Yeah, it's not. You're not meant to like him. He's the boss, so he spits Pat out on the ground. Oh. And higher low, hun. Higher low. Uh, we've been picking terrible choices with rolls. Hi. Hi. Oh, it rolls a six. So the creature um, shoots another stream of goo out at you. I have to dodge. Dodge it. Oh, man. This is stressful. Hmm. Five. I'm good. Yeah. Again, you... How do you you get away from this goo? Stream of horrible black goo. Uh... I had pulled off a tentacle earlier. I'm going mm-hmm. to pick it up and block the goo by holding the tentacle in front of me. Cool, cool. Yeah, obviously it would have to be immune to its own goo. Uh, so you remain unaffected by the goo. Uh, now it is your turn to strike back. Okay, let's see. I guess I will use that barbed chain again. See if I can't get it rewrapped around the neck and just kind of grind that chain into the wound I made earlier. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. That hits. Uh, so I'm going to say, like, the chain is probably still attached. You you yeah. just pull it tighter. Uh, how are you pulling on it differently this time to do more damage? I think I'm going to kind of turn my back slightly, put mm-hmm. the chain over my shoulder, and use my leg strength to pull away from the monster and yeah. pull it tight. You you can see the monster is trying to pull against you as well, uh, but you are physically dragging the monster off of the building. You can see some of the smaller tentacles are actually stretching and breaking uh, yeah. with your uh, physical might. Uh, how much damage do you do? Nine. Nine damage. This creature is not looking good uh, as its limbs are breaking off uh, and falling dead onto the street. Next up is Faith. Okay. What are you going to do, Fifi? Uh, I'm going to use my claws. You're going to use your claws? <laughs> I'm going to use my claws. And um, 
I'm going to use my claws to just smack him. Um, yeah, smack him with the claws. Don't stab him. a building. And it says, so uh, I get to, I can use my claws to smack people away within shouting range. And I get an additional four damage if he hits a solid object. So I'm going to aim it, smacking him into a building. Yeah. So do do yeah. you think I have to roll for that twice? No, it's just once. Just once? Okay. <laughs> Did you miss? Yeah. So here's what happens. Uh, like you this. go up to this creature and you smack it with your claws and it goes tink against its gigantic mighty shell. And you're like, oh, that's probably for people. <laughs> I'm probably supposed to do that to people. Um, my bad, guys. <laughs> And, uh, Pat, it goes over to you. I'm going to try to hit him with the sword again, making sure to take it out of its sheath this time. <laughs> this is not like my last weapon. You've been looking I at... I can't just hit a button. You've been looking at the instruction manual that came yep. with the sword. Yeah. Just be like, remove from sheath. There it is. Yeah. That's the step that I <laughs> missed. That's how they get you. All right. All right. Yes. All right. So I hit. My damage is 10. Oh. So. So my question for you, Pat. Is how do you kill this monster? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, as I'm getting back up from getting chewed on, yeah. uh, <laughs> bleeding, and I, I make sure to read the instruction manual and, you know, okay, so, oh, okay, remove from scabbard and then, oh, all right, so remove it from the scabbard and the beast sees me. You, you, I had to contact HR. Because of you. It's not my <laughs> fault. Everybody around me is the reason that I was bad at my job. Oh, okay, sure. Everyone around you. Look, I don't, I don't like working as much as the next guy. I just try to make less work for other people. All I care about is myself. Yeah, I know. You're a real selfish co-worker. And you chewed loud. You <laughs> chewed very loud. Everyone was talking about it behind your back all the time. I have 10,000 mandibles. How yeah. am I going to not chew loud? Well, okay. Well, look. Just be a little considerate. It's an open office. It's like a howling maelstrom in there. <laughs> with all With like dozens of people. Working and living in the same space to say nothing of a fucking shell dragon. In How there. dare I you! I know, I said it. <laughs> and I'll just, uh, stab him with the saber <laughs> and draw it up from his throat mm. and pierce uh, the top of his face from the bottom of, of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh, hoping that that would finally kill the beast. Yeah, the, the beast, uh, blood pours everywhere. <laughs> Um, but its body starts to grow pale and limp as it drops from the building, dropping me onto the ground. I look around at all of you, torn up, damaged, but still alive. And I look to you, Pat, and go, we've got ten minutes to get back <laughs> to CIC and finish our show. Joey Botafuco improv must go on. The Minotaur comes over. <laughs> Climb on board my back. I'll take you over. <laughs> All right. Great object work earlier, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. And I look over at Mel and I say, do you want to just like grab a beer? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, so we cut. So you guys, you guys are at the bar. Uh, we cut back to uh, the theater. 
uh, the the critic from the reader still waiting in the audience <laughs> as we oh tiptoe our way back into the building on onto the stage. Uh, uh, uh did so you want to buy this pony here? <laughs> I never look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Classic, but I forget about it. And lights get pulled <laughs> and then turn back on. The critic from the reader drops his pen and notepad from the ground and stands up. In all my years writing for the Chicago Reader, I have never seen a show so bold, so timeless, so classic. Wow, Tony Adler, you sound exactly what I thought you would sound like. (laughs) And that's the game, guys. I don't know if it was worth saving James. <laughs> you still finished that terrible show. We had to. We have to. Oh. We said we would. They didn't even put us on the list. We had to pay I'm full price full to get into that garbage. And at the end when I suggested we bought a beer, I did not want to go to that bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the Minotaur was going. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for playing Mythic Mortals. Uh, I had a great time. Hopefully that gave our listeners some idea of how the game works. That was really stressful. We were very close you to were dying. Very yes. close to dying. All very close to dying. Close. Yes. Well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week. But we will be back next week with Shinobi Gami. If Mythic Mortals sounded like your kind of game, you can check the show notes for our link to their Kickstarter. There are only a few days left at the time this recording was released. If you're a one-shot hero on the East Coast, be sure to check out Kat and myself at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, November 5th through the 8th. Kat and I will be there to playtest two games we're designing, as well as record games from other designers. OneShot will also be doing a couple panels explaining podcasts and how you can make the most out of them as a designer. After that, Kat and I will be at a Catacon, November 13th through 15th. I want to say a big thanks to all of the heroes who showed up for my Night of 10,000 Nights. It was a lot of fun, and I had such a great time performing for and meeting you guys. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener looking to find a new show, be sure to check out Blastro Podcast. Blastro Podcast is a pretend science show hosted by a horrible doctor from the Italian Renaissance. Join Dr. Baldoro and his guests as they explore new science topics every episode. Blastro Podcast. Let us experiment with yourself. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. 
One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. I can't